0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Get Welcome oh, my in, in oh, the man man, the man
1: my to I'm the, the man Punt man and man Pass crazy. Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake from. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at, from Jake, puntandpass.com the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, we're recording this on a Monday night. Our uh, our schedules have changed a little bit since you are currently with the Washington Commanders. But boy, do we have a lot to get into. The top of the college football world is led by the University of Georgia. It's pretty remarkable. What an unbelievable weekend for the Dogs! They dismantled number one ranked Tennessee 27 to 13 between the hedges.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was awesome to watch as a dog fan. Just the absolute domination for four quarters. That was great. And then I mean, just college football in general. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. LSU beats Bama. Notre
1: Dame beats Clemson. Wow. A lot of things happening. A lot of
2: things to unravel.
1: Big time stuff we're rounding up week 10 we're heading into week 11 it's you know november was saturday's the 12th i think i mean that's crazy you got a couple weeks left of regular season college football the conference championship games are starting to kind of take shape college football playoff rankings the second installment comes out tomorrow i think everybody knows who will be ranked number one but you just said it so much to get into so many things happen and before we get into those things Boy, do I have some news for you. Yes, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome partners at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. You know about Solomon Brothers Jewelers by now, the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. They have the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed, the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in store experience that is totally unmatched. They have two amazing locations one in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead 17th floor Tower Place and get this Jake. Holiday season is right around the corner so Jaren and Maya over at Solomon Brothers said let's do something special. It is time to give away 2 $1000 gift cards to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. How amazing is that? All hmm. you have to do is the following. 1 subscribe to our YouTube channel youtube.com backslash punt and pass to follow solomon brothers on either twitter or instagram at solomon brothers on twitter and instagram follow our youtube page you can find it at punt and that's it i will be putting up uh on our website puntandpass.com how to enter we will pick two one thousand dollar gift card winners to go enjoy Solomon Brothers Jewelers, the only caveat is you have to spend them in-store, right? No online gift cards. This is an in-store gift card redeem. So how amazing is this? We've given away a Rectech. We always give away free winners on prize picks. Uh, We gave away four tickets to the Georgia-Kent State game. And now, Jake, we've got two $1,000 gift cards to Solomon Brothers Jewelers to give away. Punt and Pass, the best college football podcast in the country, am I right? Dude,
2: that's big time and we're giving. I mean, does it does it get any better
1: than that? No, it does not get any better than that. Again, SolomonBrothers.com, at SolomonBrothers on Instagram and Twitter. If you go there, and if you don't win the gift card, just mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake. You get 10% off your jewelry purchase. So, again, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow Solomon Brothers on either Twitter or Instagram. You'll be entered check puntpass.com for more details. All right, Jake, let's go ahead and talk about this Georgia, Tennessee game. The atmosphere was insane. College game day was there. SEC nation was there. The buildup was so big. It was the first time ever. The number one team in the college football playoff ranking took on the number one team in the AP poll and Georgia took care of business from literally kickoff all the way until the end. The crowd was amazing. Coach Smart was fired up. The boys played at a high level. You were texting me all throughout the game. I know you were fired up.
2: <laughs> Dude, I was, I was pumped, man. It was fun to watch. Um, just sitting in my hotel room in D.C. watching the dogs play. It's yeah. like I'm always in a random hotel room watching the dogs play when they're playing their biggest games of the year. But, uh, man, super fun to watch. I mean, I, I just you can't say enough about them. Obviously, what they did on offense, scoring points. But defensively, I mean, really shutting down, arguably, the highest-powered offense in college football. Um, uh, Statistically,
1: to me, the highest-powered offense, Yeah. yes.
2: Yeah, I, and you have, to, to me, my MVP of the entire game, and he may not have the most stats. He, he does have a big one in his sack fumble, which should have been a safety, by the way, but Jalen Carter, Yeah. I mean, was an absolute brute, a monster, a wrecking ball that entire game. His presence was felt.
1: Um, And it was great to have him back for the Georgia defense, for sure. As a quarterback, when a D lineman or a D tackle is that disruptive so consistently throughout a game, like, what do you do? Are you like, oh, my God, how do we combat this? This guy's kicking ass. What do you do to limit the impact that Jalen Carter had seemingly the entire game? He was highly disruptive. And, man, it was great to see him back on the field.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, funny story. Uh, about myself here. I'm sitting in the sauna this past week with Chase Young and Daron Payne. And, uh, you know, Chase, great edge rusher. But I told him, I was like, hey, like you can be as good as you want on the edge. But when I step up into a pocket and there's just a big monstrous human being just bull rushing the interior guards in the center and there's nowhere for me to step up in the pocket, like that is a suffocating feeling for a quarterback. And to step up in a pocket not have anywhere to go, um, getting hit in the face, it is not a fun feeling playing quarterback. Um, and that's why I just think Jalen Carter just absolutely dominated that game from
1: start to finish. He did dominate that game, and you and I talked about it on Thursday. The way that this Georgia defense was going to affect Tennessee's high-powered offense was to get a pass rush with four, with five, you know, allow the DBs. To play little man coverage, you said it. They were yeah. not going to play zone. You're like, there's no way they're going to play zone. They're going to have to man these guys up. And that puts the pressure on the D linemen, on one or two linebackers to get home. And the way you get home is you make Henn and Hooker take one extra second trying to find Jalen Hyatt, trying to find yeah. Cedric Tillman. And do they had that defensive game plan so dialed and it made Kamari Lassner and it made Keely Ringo and it made Christopher Smith look really, really good. And that's when you talk about a sound defense from the front end to the backside that can just take advantage of a game plan and really, really dominate a football game.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm thinking back to it. Um, there were two deep balls that they missed during the game. They could have easily swung momentum yeah, uh, in their favor, but just the presence of the defensive line getting to the quarterback and just, I, I'm telling you that just, it it's such a, a big deal in a football game because you just don't know as a quarterback, Oh, Hey, do I have time this time in the pocket? Uh, because, Man, that last time I just dropped back, it was, hey, one, two, three, ball's got to come out and I'm getting hit. So you just, it, it keeps you on edge, it keeps you unknowing. Uh, and you just don't feel like you can get in a rhythm. And he just, it felt like he couldn't get in a rhythm throwing the football and, and missed two deep shots that could have changed the outcome of the game.
1: What was your initial reaction um, when the fumble happened in the very first stages oh. of the game and Georgia loses the ball and Tennessee gets on it and Tennessee puts three on the board quick? You're like, oh my God, here we go. That's what I said. I said the key to the game was who is going to win the turnover battle that yeah, will clearly, man. clearly decide the outcome of the game. You cannot give this type of offense extra possessions. You cannot mm. give them any gimmies in Georgia serves one up on a platter. The yep. first drive. Now, here's what I'll say before I get your answer. You and I talked about knowing what to expect in these big game type atmospheres. If you were to get punched in the face, Or if you do step on your own foot, like Georgia did with that fumble, how are you going to react? Georgia not only stepped on their own foot, but then kind of got punched in the face and reacted so positively, so quickly, the game got out of hand like that. As soon as this defense gets up 21-3, to you're like, dude, I'm going to the fridge (laughs) and get me a cocktail because this game is over.
2: Yeah, I I think the experience, the poise – that we can just talk about the defense specifically here um after tennessee's offense gets the ball first drive plus side of the field oh I, you're like you, here we yeah, go every, I know. every georgia fan right now is squirming they're like oh no this isn't good tennessee's just about to throw up a shot here and score yada yada but that is such a huge vividly point in that game where they only give up three points which which was a given which was given where they got the ball you know hey you're gonna get points here um but that was a huge stop a huge stop um but I think you could just tell the the poison experience uh that the guys displayed of just being there before being in a big time moment
1: um and, and playing at home too definitely helped yeah, there's no question about that. Tennessee goes up 3 nothing early, and then Stetson leads a five-play 80-yard drive in only a minute and 33 seconds. Yep. And he pulled that ball down to get a 13-yard touchdown run, which took my prize picks, hashtag DB's freebie, over oh, immediately. I was fired go. up. That hit, no big deal. It was a flex play. I gave you four, three, <laughs> that, hit. that was a winner. But that touchdown run, really set the tone because Stett stayed inbounds, lowered his head, met with some contact at the goal line. It's a touchdown. And then from there on, man, the crowd was so into it. I saw a tweet that said, reported that the crowd reached 137 decibels, Jake. It was like the highest recorded um, decibel rating in any college football game ever. I didn't go to the game. My dad was there. He said, dude, it was absolutely insane. Uh, I talked to Muhammad Masequa today. He said it was the best game he's ever been to, a player or a fan. Unanimously, people were saying that the atmosphere inside Sanford Stadium was such a big difference. Tennessee had seven pre-snap penalties. I think six more. How many penalties did they have in the game? I mean, they had over 10 penalties in the game. Uh, but huge kudos to the crowd because they were the 12th man. They were challenged, and they met that challenge, and they proved to be a huge difference maker.
2: Yeah, and I definitely think whenever you get a false start or an illegal procedure that happens, a pre-snap penalty for Tennessee's offense, it just gets the crowd even doubling down. Oh, like yeah. Even more. Like, oh, yeah, that was us. Let's go. Um, which, is, which is awesome. I mean, to even come close to 137 decibels, anything over 120 is just loud. And it's just it's such a, a marginal difference every single one you go up after that. But, um, man, kudos to the crowd showing up and showing out. You know, arguably the the home games didn't get a great uh, home game kind of deal on games this year. wasn't very many of them, uh, but this one was was a big one, uh, and they
1: needed it for sure. Play of the game, the play of the game. Talk to was me. Was Brett Thorson's seventy five yard punt that was I down at the one. Yard line, my phone exploded. I mean, obviously, <laughs> because
2: I, I even texted
1: Yeah, you, <laughs> you texted me. I mean, those are the types of plays right there. And then Jalen Carter, I have no idea how that was not a safety. That <laughs> ref, I mean, that <laughs> was just crazy how they talked themselves out of that. I think you were the one that texted me. You were like, it's either an incomplete pass or it's a safety. It is not um down at the one. Is that what they said? I, yeah,
2: I I wish I would have done a better homework on on figuring out because I even asked our ROC here about the ruling on um it had to be their third or fourth down about a fumble going forward. And that's just in the don't know, for sure. But yeah, I gotta go look back at the college rules on fumbling because if you fumble it forward and they get the ball, sometimes they'll let you do it and sometimes they won't. So yeah, if he fumbles it forward and they recover it, well then it would have gone down to where he fumbled it. Well, he fumbled it in the end in zone. So
1: zone.
2: Give me the old safety hands. I mean, I, I couldn't I'm, believe uh, that. And, 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 and even then, from all angles, we saw the dude's knee was down, ball in hand, nowhere even close to the goal line. I don't know what they, what they were seeing or what angle they had
1: so impressive that punt was and you knew when that ball was marked at the one yard then you're like Georgia's about to get a safety i mean they are going to tee off and like it was the next play i mean there was oh, yeah. no chance that tennessee was getting out of that end zone you know i know it was the open end of the field if it was the closed end of the field i don't even know if they would have been able to get a snap off it was the open yeah. end of the field right i believe no, it that a, it was a closed end oh was that the closed end yeah i mean yeah So unbelievable. That whole moment, that crowd, I mean, it must've literally been shaking on the field in those moments. They just twist the entire momentum of the game. Everybody was fired up. If you watch the replay, I've got it on my Twitter at drew Butler, like people on the sidelines from the media are like jumping up and down because the (laughs) punt was unbelievable. It was was truly an unbelievable punt. And I would be remiss not to say, Jake Camarta yesterday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he went off. He had like six punts for a 60 yard average. He had a 74 yarder um, Georgia punters, man, game changers. What an unbelievable play by Brett Thorson though. Again, um, somebody tweeted me and said his nickname needs to be the booming onion. Because uh, he's so, man, Australian, blooming onion, Outback like steakhouse. I like, I like that. It. I still like the milkman because obviously he was a dairy farmer, but um, unbelievable punt that was. Really a huge game changer. My X Factor, uh, Keely Ringo was one of them. You know, obviously, Keely had yeah. a great game, interception. Chaz Chambliss, he stepped up pretty big too. He was my true X Factor. But you hit the nail on the head. You were like offensive line, which totally dominated the game. For Georgia, and then Stetson Bennett, right? It's like, hey, hey there's Stets- no secret. Stetson Bennett needed to play great. He did Jake. You hit the nail on the head with that one,
2: yeah. and instead he <clears throat> excuse me, Stet hit his shots down the field too. Uh, after the fake safety that wasn't a safety, get a short punt. next play hits a shot to Lab McConkey, who scored. I'm, um, I guarantee you, uh, he scored in the exact same play versus Auburn last year, I think. But anyway, it was a stutter goal off a waggle. Um, and is that anyway, when he
1: got behind Auburn safety last year? I think so. I'll, I'll
2: have yeah. I'll have to go back and do some research on it. But he I've seen that play. Lad scored on that before. Um, anyway, but it was just just great. Sets of hitting his shot, and then the touchdown he had on the double post of the end zone, it was really tight, throws it over the guy, layers it over his head. Uh Marcus Dude, Rosemary, Rosemary. Jackson. Yeah. Eight, incredible play. That was uh, awesome. I mean, the the touch within the pace the ball needs there to come off his hand, it's such a, a delicate thing because he's got to get it up and over. And he has such a short space to do it because they were really tight down in there. I believe they're around the five yard line. Um, so that's a, it's a very, very tough throw to make. And he did it. Um, yeah. And then a few other throws and, and, well, it was nice to see too early in the game, the success they had running the football after those first couple drives, I'm like, all right, these guys can run the football today. It's going to be a long day for Tennessee.
1: Yeah, Kenny McIntosh looked great. Um, you know, I know he fumbled that ball. He did fumble that ball early, right? Yeah, um, in the first quarter. But other than that, 10 carries, 52 yards for Kenny. Great game, like you said. Total control from this offense, both in the run game and pass game. Stetson 17-25, to 25, 257, two touchdowns. Hen and Hooker on the other side. 23 of 33, 195 yards and an interception. Yikes. Yep. Uh, Jalen Hyatt completely shut down. Cedric Tillman led them in receiving yards, seven catches and 68 yards. Uh, Jabari Wright, 21 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. And Lab McConkie, five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. So just all in all, completely dominant game from Georgia. Georgia now, in the year 2022, Jake, has beaten the number one ranked team in the college football playoff twice. Alabama Ooh. in the National Championship game and Tennessee this past Saturday. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I would highly doubt that I it has. So. Yeah. Uh so good on Georgia. You know, it, it's a stamp of approval to say we're here, we've been in these moments. Thank you very much. It was a good storyline while it lasted. Now, it's like <laughs> what's going to happen, right? Because Alabama just lost to LSU. So LSU's leading in the SEC West. Clemson Great. lost to Notre Dame. ACC seems to be out. Uh, TCU goes to Texas this weekend. I don't know, Jake. It's going to be crazy. Before we touch on that, though, uh, any finishing thoughts on Georgia? Now 9-0, and 6-0 in SEC play. They're going to be number one in the
0: college football playoff pool. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money –
3: And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit jimellis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. they have got
1: two more SEC games at Mississippi State this weekend and then at Kentucky next weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, just they're the standard for college football right now, defensively and offensively. Um, I feel like their offense just doesn't get as much love as it should because they're scoring points just with anybody else. They're top fives and, and all of these categories just as well, all the same. And um, and the defense is playing well. Uh, if they play complimentary football and take care of the football, I mean, yeah. G- good luck.
1: Good luck. Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. One last question because you talked about it so well. Stetson's throw to Marcus Rosamy, Jack Saint, you know, the teardrop throw so much touch uh, finesse, but things are moving so fast. You said it's a five yard line. I mean, it ain't like you got 40 yards to play with. What's your key to know you're going to Jack Saint running on the end line of the end zone. Are you seeing kind of the middle of the field open up a little bit? Do you understand that it's zone and you're trusting him to kind of beat the man and you're just going to throw the ball where only he can catch it. Like, when are you making that decision as a QB, not looking at the flats, not going to a big guy like Darnell, but saying, hey, I got Rose and me Jack Saint running across the end line. I'm just going to throw it up near the goalpost and make him go get a play.
2: Yeah. I mean, it starts with great design of the play, knowing what coverage we're going to get going into it. Um, and anytime you're in the red zone, automatically things happen faster. It's quicker. Got to process stuff faster. Um, and you have to have a quick trigger with no regrets throwing that football because if you if you think for just a second uh, everything's just just tighter it's more condensed um, and honestly man I I thought that was a, a flawless decision got it up and over uh, it was great he saw uh, a backer the safety squeeze on Brock there who kind of cleared it out uh, got a little room got a window uh, and executed very well I might say
1: yeah it was awesome great throw great catch and that Got the game to 21-3 to at the beginning of the second quarter. Um, What a start for Georgia. Really, really an impressive win. Awesome. You know what else is impressive? Solomon Brothers giving away two $1,000 gift cards to listeners of Punt and Pass. Solomon Brothers is the best jewelry store in the Southeast. They offer interest-free financing options, Jake. Custom jewelry design, lifetime diamond upgrades. Two beautiful stores with the best service ever. One of those stores is in Alpharetta just by the Avalon, the others in Buckhead, 17th floor Tower Place. All you have to do to win one of these two $1,000 gift cards is follow Punt & Pass, excuse me, subscribe to Punt & Pass on YouTube, and then follow at Solomon Brothers on either Twitter or Instagram. Check out puntandpass.com for further details. Solomon Brothers Jewelry, the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. Solomon at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out at Punt and Pass. We're giving away two $1,000 gift cards. There's nothing better. Mention Punt and Pass. You get 10% off your jewelry purchase. All right, uh, Alabama loses in overtime to LSU, and LSU goes for two. I stayed up and watched this game. Um, I don't know if you were still up watching it, Brian Kelly. It was, yeah. Zero hesitation going for two. Oh, yeah. Great play call right at the pylon. It was awesome.
2: But to, to me – something's going on over Alabama because in in the most critical play of the game, they had 12 players on the field. Yeah. And Brian Kelly, for some reason, had to call a timeout. Then they go right back out to it, to go, you know, to go for two again. And they sub, and Alabama subs their defenders again. And guess what? They got 12 players on the field again. And all Jane Daniels had to do was snap it, get a free play, and – but you know, he he saw him run out and and did his play, and they scored all great. But I mean, what's going on over there? I they they had penalties galore. Again. I know. I
1: know.
2: Uh, it's just it doesn't look clean. I you know they threw for a lot of yards, had a lot of yardage, a lot of this and a lot of that. But it's just it's not not clean. It's not the the crisp Alabama coached up football that we're used
1: to seeing. It's not disciplined. No, I mean, the one the one thing you could always rely on Alabama was this. They were going to wait for their opponent to make the mistake and then they were going to kill him. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: I don't want to be mean, but you were a part of that a couple of times. It's like when Georgia made the mistake, it was over. Um yeah. it's the fake punt. It's, you know, uh I love him, but Rod missed that 33-yard field goal in the SEC Championship game and Alabama just trounced. They go, "Okay, here we go. This is our time." And that's gone. The turnovers, the penalties. Like, I don't care how much talent you have on a football field. If you turn the ball over, and if you have a lot of penalties and shoot yourself in the foot, you will lose football games. Alabama now has lost two football games this season. I mean, obviously the Tennessee game, but then this one. On the road, in Death Valley, Brian Kelly's first season as the head coach of LSU. Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State. This is a team... LSU that had no identity early on in the season, and now they're in the driver's seat to go to the SEC championship game, Jake. Uh, really an unbelievable game. I mean, that fourth quarter was crazy. Alabama <laughs> touchdown, LSU field goal, Alabama touchdown, LSU touchdown to go up 21-24, and then Riker makes a 46-yarder with 20 seconds left to tie the game at 24. And then Alabama scores quick in overtime. LSU hits him right in the face, goes for two, game over. Uh, really <laughs> I mean, a fascinating game. LSU rushes the field. Yeah. See some great videos of the fans having a blast. When will, and I saw Peter Burns ask this question from SEC Network when will we reach the point that beating Alabama is not like field storm worthy? What is that sooner rather than later, or is it just the name Saban? I mean Bryce Young. We got to get to his heroics. The guy is phenomenal getting yeah. out of the pocket. It's just it's so fun to watch. I tweeted out: I "Go, college football is the best." This is unbelievable.
2: I think as long as Saban's there, it's. I would it's, agree with that. It's it's grounds for for doing so. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, I'm looking here at the the AP top twenty five here, and I can't remember the last time I ever saw. Alabama ranked number ten in the country for anything. I mean it's just, yeah, I, know, I, dude. I mean I don't know I don't know what to what to say about it other than it's just you know,
1: and I, some jackass Steve Batterson voted Ohio State number one over Georgia. That's why they're not the unanimous number one. Uh, this is me putting no. my Georgia bias aside, right like you, you did can't. you watch the game on there's Saturday? Nothing, there's nothing to argue about. there's you, nothing bro. to argue. Uh, Georgia has 62 first place votes Ohio State has one in the AP poll um Ohio State's number two Michigan's number three TCU's number four Tennessee's number five Oregon's number six did you see the tweet about what could be a very real college football playoff possibility? it would, would be number one Georgia okay number two Michigan number three or number four it doesn't matter Tennessee and Oregon okay? Michigan, Tennessee, and Oregon would have lost to Georgia in their last loss.
2: I saw that's It's crazy.
1: How crazy is that? I mean, and that is very, very real because if Michigan beats Ohio State, they're going to go to the Big Ten Championship, probably win that. They're in. Oregon wins the Pac-12, depending on what TCU does. They should be in with their only loss being to Georgia. And then Tennessee sitting on the sidelines playing with house money. They're now the biggest Georgia fans in the world. Right. Um, And they'll see what happens later on. But LSU, I mean, don't blink. Ranked number seven right now. Bet you they're higher than that in the college football playoff. You know, they lost the first day in week one, but that was a crazy ending to that game. And then, of course, Tennessee boat raced them in Baton Rouge. But – they're playing with a lot of swag right now, and um, you wouldn't want to play them in Death Valley at this point in the season. There's no question about that.
2: All right, my juggernaut and all this is North Carolina, baby.
1: Oh, come on.
2: Are you North, picking up what they're putting down? Let's see. Let's look at the schedule, who they got finishing out here. Who do they have to
1: finish out? They're playing uh, Wake Forest this weekend, Georgia Tech at home. And NC State at home, and NC State no longer has Devin Leary. Yeah, dude. So they're gonna go. Well, yeah, and they'll they'll be first in the Coastal. So they would play Clemson because Clemson that wasn't an ACC game losing to Notre Dame. I didn't even think about that. So Clemson's still on track to go to the ACC championship game. Oh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Let's talk about that game. Or for dude. let me ask, let me ask you one more question. Sorry, I'm all over the place. I heard Feinbaum talking about this on SCC or on Feinbaum show uh, Friday afternoon. And he was like, this is not a knock on Will Anderson whatsoever, but Will Anderson man, has just been relatively quiet this season. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was getting Heisman love, but I think it goes back more so to your questions about just Alabama being undisciplined um, him, not really getting the opportunities to make those game breaking plays that he has been known to do in the past, but Pretty quiet for Will Anderson. It's not like he's not getting tackles, not getting sacks, but he's just not as disruptive and game changing um, from a playmaking perspective as we probably would have thought he was going to be heading into this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty fair take. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing him on the Twitter feed making some crazy incredible sack or play, um, like you would you would think number one picks are. Yeah. Um, you know, uh uh I saw Chase Young on the feed all the time. Making some making some yeah. crazy play so, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, a pretty fair take. You know, I this. mean, he had two
1: tackles and a sack, and what? Yeah, two tackles, a sack, and a TFL. I mean, you got that's a five star game, man. You got to step up, Bryce Young though. What he does to get out of the pocket, man, <laughs> he is is remarkable. What do you think of, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. If you're listening, no. driving your car, I'm, I, hope, <laughs> I hope I'm not giving you a headache. What do you think about the Heisman race now? I mean, it's been turned upside down. Hendon Hooker gets kind of neutered against Georgia. C.J. Stroud has a tough game against Northwestern. C.J. Stroud
2: ha- has more rushing yards than passing yards in the last game versus Northwestern. Wow. Wow. 79 rushing yards, 76 passing yards.
1: I mean, should Jaden Daniel be in consideration? Stet Should Stett get some love? Blake Corum, running back at Michigan's having a really solid year. I think this is this is anybody's trophy. Drake you just... May, your boy at UNC. <laughs> I'm all,
2: I'm only on the uh, UNC trade because Sam Howell's in the quarterback room up here. There you um, go. But uh, I, I think I think it's anybody's trophy. I think it's just going to come down to a lot of how whoever wins it takes propels their team to finish the way they want to finish you know, who, who really steps up, um, does Tennessee get in, um, barely into the the final four and then and Hooker just play crazy the next two games and, and win a national championship. Um, does Alabama somehow finagle their way in to the SC championship somehow win that one yeah. and then get into the final four and then Bryce Young takes care of business there. Um, I don't know. I think it's anybody's trophy, honestly.
1: No, I, 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 totally agree. Makes, and it, then, makes it, for, and it makes, it makes it more exciting.
2: And then you got Bo Nix over there.
1: That's another Oregon, one. Absolutely. Who, who
2: had a passing rushing and a receiving touchdown last game. Who's balling right now. Who got run out of Auburn, by the way.
1: Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, before we wrap this up, let's talk about that Clemson Notre Dame game. Clemson with everything on the line, obviously rent number four in the college football playoff poll. Um, I flip over watching the Alabama LSU game and it's like 21, nothing Notre Dame. And I was like, what I picked Clemson. I went, um, I think I went four and one against the spread this past weekend. Thank you very much. Good for You um, you, you needed that. I did need that in a big, big way. But um, yeah, I mean, Clemson just gets exposed in a big way and a huge win for Notre Dame as well. A great kind of feather in the cap for Marcus Freeman in his first year at South Bend, but Shout out to the Notre Dame fighting Irish for essentially knocking Clemson out of the college football playoff in week nine, week 10, excuse me.
2: Yeah, it was good. Somebody, somebody needed to do it. Uh, yeah, cause no, I just didn't think Clemson was, was a contender to, to win a national championship, even though maybe the record suggested otherwise, I just didn't think they were uh, a full team and Notre Dame kind of exposed them, ran the football all over them. Couldn't stop it. Couldn't do anything about it. Um, converted well on third down and and scored touchdowns instead of kicking field goals.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the college football playoff rankings will come out tomorrow night. Um, We of course will react accordingly on social media. You can follow us at punt and pass Jake's at from Jake. I'm at drew Butler looking ahead to week 11, Jake Georgia on the road against Mississippi state and Stark Vegas. They are a 16 and a half point early favorite right now. That game kicks off at 7. PM on ESPN. Wonder if our boy Sean McDonald's doing that game. I'll have to check with him. Uh, LSU's taking on Arkansas in Fayetteville. Watch out, that could be a little sneaky game. They've been hey. riding high. We'll see if Coach Pittman can get him a
2: huge. I, I would. I would not be surprised. And in this whole SEC West thing, just yeah, gets just shatter. turns upside down. Say uh, just just say LSU loses, Bama beats Ole Miss, and so they're each at two losses. Well, if, yeah, Ole Miss has to
1: win because. Uh, Ole Miss loses the tie break to LSU. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause
2: Ole Miss will tie break to LSU
1: and Bama. in that situation. Yeah. yeah that's right. So L- yeah. Ole Miss has to win this weekend at home. That game's at three 30 PM number six, Alabama at number 11, Ole Miss Lane Kiffin looking for some redemption after his stupid popcorn statement a year ago. When they got smoked in Tuscaloosa, they did. did. Uh, That will be a really good game. And then TCU at Texas—that's the college game day game. TCU is ranked number seven; they'll be higher in the College Football Playoff bowl. You'd expect Texas is now ranked twenty-four. Then your boys, North Carolina,
0: taking (laughs) on Wake,
1: taking on Wake Forest. (laughs) Uh, That is at seven thirty. A pretty decent slate, but again, conference championship game implications college football, playoff game implications. And dude, we are in the home stretch. It's
2: all right. Before we wrap things up, I I need, I need five legit contenders for your final four, five legit contenders.
1: Okay. Um, Georgia. Okay. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like Michigan.
2: Oh, Michigan over Ohio state.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I don't think Michigan's scared of Ohio state anymore. They got that monkey off their back. They're physical. They can run the ball. Um, they got a good defense too. And that game, I think, is is it in Columbus this year? Let me check where that game is this year. But I would put Michigan as my third team uh to be a it's at Ohio State. Can I say Ohio State too? I mean, would that be four? Is that okay, or is that kind of like a cop out?
2: What I just because you know they play each other, yeah. And, gonna, of season. and yeah. one of them's one of them's gonna kick each other out. Of- Oregon. Oregon. So, okay. All right. So and then so my, my two sneaky ones that could get in maybe is Oregon and then TCU. I mean, if yeah, TCU, TCU. If TCU has a perfect record and then wins the big 12, I how agree. are you going to argue to kick them out?
1: I totally agree. And it's all you know, that's the beauty of college football. The playoffs start now, people. Yeah. Right. Like that is what's happening. And for some reason, we're so quick to say, let's get 12 teams in the playoffs start now. So take care of business if you want to make the playoff. But um I agree. Great question. Thank you for putting me on the spot. So there we go. Gotta, there we gotta go. keep
2: keep you honest. Even Who do the commanders does. have
1: this week? Uh
2: we played the Eagles on Monday night football. Woo! Let's go, baby.
1: Yes, sir. In Philly. Hail, hail to the commanders. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well. Thank you so much for joining, Jake. I know you enjoyed the games this past weekend. We all appreciate your insight right here on Punt and Pass. Be sure to follow Jake. at From Jake on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Drew Butler. We're at Punt and Pass, puntandpass.com. And again, Solomon Brothers Jewelers has given away two $1,000 gift cards. You have to redeem them in store. They've got two amazing locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17-floor tower place. Two. $1,000 gift cards to Solomon Brothers Jewelers start off your holiday season right. All you have to do, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow Solomon Brothers on either Twitter or Instagram. Check out puntandpass.com. I'll have a page up there on our homepage, all the details that you need to know. Follow them at Solomon Brothers, Mention Punt and Pass or Drew and Jake you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. The largest diamond jewelry inventory in the Southeast, that is Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Jake, thanks so much, my man. Have a great week, and we will talk to you all on Thursday.
0: See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com/save. That's worthybonds.com/save and
3: save and win. 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.